Greetings, mankind. Welcome back to Hatsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 60. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingma. And joining me is my best friend and co-host, the man who blames the beast, Miles J. Wow, okay. Um, Dude, how does it feel knowing you cannot change society, bro? That was fucking metal, first of all. Well, let me guess, this is some Scarlet Nexus shit, isn't no, it? No, it's Guilty Gear. Pretty close, it's Guilty Gear. Oh, okay. I, let me just, I, I gotta say up front, I love Guilty Gear. Now, oh, I haven't dude. played a lot of it. I haven't Best played a lot of it, but I love everything to do with Guilty Gear. <laughs> Except the fact that it's a fighting game. No, I like fighting games well enough. I'm just not, I just, I'm not diligent at them enough to, like, get good. But I like fighting games. I love, I love sitting down with a fighting game and, like, just figuring it out. But, I'm again, I'm just not diligent enough where if someone's inviting me, like, hey, come play with me, I know I'm going to get washed. Because if they're inviting me to play, th- they do this. They do this. <laughs> Like, that's that's why I like Smash, though, because for some reason with Smash, I'm always kind of compelled to play some of it. Um, but, like, Guilty Gear definitely catches my attention as a fighting game because it's it's nice and meaty and punchy and it's chuny as fuck. Guilty Gear is fucking chuny core, dude. I love it. Yes, I mean, Soul Bad Guy literally is Daisuke's self-insert character. Like, it's not even funny. Like, you read about the lore of Guilty Gear, and you're like, this is not funny anymore. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It will not be funny. It will not be funny. That's what, yeah. that's Daisuke in the, in the Arx's office. Gang, I got this idea for a plot. It will not be good. It will not be coherent. <laughs> it takes a th- it, it takes place over 3,000 years. years. I think it's actually, what, 12,000 years? It's something stupid. It's at least 300 there's, like, prehistory, which is thousands of years, but the actual history of, like, the what really happens in the plot It starts at Y2K. Yeah. It starts at Y2K. But yeah. then prehistory includes includes the, uh, the, what's it, the, the, the Assassin's Order or whatever with the, the, uh, with the vampires and yeah. all sorts of crazy shit. It's wonderful. That, okay, here's the question, Sam. Because here, here's the question. Self-inserts, based or cringe? This depends on the self-inserts. Soul Bad Guy is the most base self-insert character of all time. So See, I like Soul Bad Guy. I like Soul Bad Guy a lot. But, like, if we're talking Samus X Ridley Forever 66 or whatever. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. So 111 Samus Ridley Forever 2006. Yeah, that's a, that's a real problematic one, Chief. My problem with 111 Samus Ridley Forever 2006, I mean 111 Samus Ridley Forever 2006 specifically in the story um, of Metroid High School. It was just in case nobody knows what the fuck we're talking about. Um <laughs> The problem is, is that everything that happens, like, every little thing that happens in the story, she makes it a fucking stopgap. Like, the character of 111 Samus Ridley Forever 2006 extended the word count of Metroid High by no joke at least 4,000 words by sheer notion of... Of the fact that she would always go against the group. For example, every single time, they'd be like, the group in Chapter 2 plays Spin the Bottle. And it would be like, the group was all excited to split the Spin the Bottle. Except for 111 Samus Ridley to, Forever 2006, who was too busy listening to Green Day on her CD player. Like, that's how that shit's written. <laughs> and every fucking time, they wanted the group of characters in this tries to do something. It's 
there's 25 to 50 fucking words tacked on the end of it about how 111 Samus Ridley Forever 2006 is not about what the rest of the group is up to. It, it's just funny to me that even in a fan fiction that she controls, that she writes, she still has to be a hipster cunt. Like, yeah, like that, that's next chooses, fucking level. Like, just don't make them do this. Don't make them place them in the bottle if you don't want to fucking see it. <laughs> that's that's what's crazy about this. Because, like, if you're that friend in real life where everyone's like, hey, let's go see a movie. And you're that one fucking guy who's like, I, I read the reviews for that one. That's a bad movie. Let's go bowling instead. Ooh. No one likes you. No one likes you. No one but likes you if you recommend if you recommended the alternative of bowling. Of bowling, like that's which, some the, shit right there. It, bowling is the funniest sport. <laughs> like we always talk about, like the funniest non-funny oh, things. Yeah, no bowling. Bowling, bowling is, the is easily sport. bowling or like what? Okay, hear me out though. Shuffleboarding might also take bolt like overtake bowling for the funniest sport because shuffleboarding's pretty yeah, well, fucking funny shuffleboard is funny because it's almost like it it feels like something that people play in skin suits you know what i mean like that like people like because you picture golf apparel and golf apparel is funny golf is is definitely up there in comedy like in terms of in terms of funny sports yeah it is very uh, funny. funny sports guys um funny athlete guys uh <laughs> But <laughs> that's me. That's me as a golfer, dude. That's me when I'm out in the yeah, courts, bro. Funny athlete guy, dude. Catch me on the catch me on the court. I'm a funny athlete guy. Um, but like like sports apparel, golf apparel is like you, you're gonna look like dwarf no matter what you do, and that's the problem. But like with shuffleboard, there is no shuffleboard outfit. But I picture people who play shuffleboard having to be like. I have to be aerodynamic. I've shaved my whole body and I'm wearing a full yeah, right. body skin like, suit. Like, like they look like they're about to go hop in a fucking toboggan. Meanwhile, they're out here yeah. about to fucking whip out the shuffleboard. You know, it's, it's cool shuffling. You know, it's it's funny we bring up like bowling and, and like shuffleboarding and shit because I don't know if you saw this on TV at all, but have you caught any of the Paralympics which have currently been airing over the last like couple weeks? No, this were, might go really dark. We'll no, see. No, fuck you, fuck you, Miles. I uh, no, I was watching um at work. We I work at a sports bar, so of course they have sports on TV. And they're playing one of the and they were playing Paralympic hockey, which I've never seen before. And dude, Paralympic hockey is quite possibly the most based imaginable sport I've ever. I, fucking I can seen. picture it in my head, and it seems fucking dude raw. Two words for you, Miles. Two words for you. Dual wield. They so they have two hockey the sticks. Fucking sticks. Well, that makes sense because, like, I mean, I assume that they're paraplegics. They're paralyzed from the waist down. Is that correct? So, so either either they're paralyzed from the waist down, or they're missing one leg, or they're missing both of their legs. It really just kind of depends. So, what they do is they, they sit on some kind of device that lets them sit up that like straps in kind of their torso and lets them sit sort of upright and then they have two fucking hockey sticks and let me tell you this is some brutal shit because hockey is brutal already but this shit it's like no bro fuck it's way brutal dude i'd, I'd argue it's more brutal than hockey uh, uh than than tra- traditional skate f- skates on feet hockey um privileged hockey <laughs> it's it's more brutal than privileged hockey yeah, I didn't want to say anything mean. Uh, no, I did. By mistake. 
I like I like the idea of but like you know how we were talking about Josh and White Josh from Crazy <laughs> yeah. Ex-Girlfriend last week? I like the idea of like just making the Paralympics the Olympics. Olympics. And then yeah, and then and then the Olympics are the privileged, privileged Olympics. Olympics. Which is the name of the episode, by the way. Um, actually, it might not be. I'll see. I, 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 I we're doing, we're doing something crazy this week. I'm uploading this this week, uh, so I get to decide on the title. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just, just like if, like people are talking about like diversity and and inclusion, and we're not going far enough, dude. Let's just make like, let's just make the Olympics the privileged, privileged Olympics. Olympics. And then anything that's, and then anything that was not the Olympics before, and it was like the Olympics, but with the prefix. So like the Special Olympics or the Paralympics, those are just the Olympics now. Except for the Women's Olympics. Yeah, that's still the Women's Olympics. <laughs> that's still the Women's Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> that's not real, right? The Women's Olympics. Uh, no, no, is Women's not Olympics. A real no, thing, no, right? They, they just have they just have like male and there's female a women, categories there's, within. Yeah, there are women events in the Olympics. In the Privilege no, Olympics, yeah. In the yeah. Privilege Olympics, yes. But there, there is no Women's Olympics. Just, just Privileged Olympics featuring women. TM. <laughs> God damn, dude. It's, but, but yeah, like it's funny. It's just funny in in the case of like if you're that one friend. Who is like one one Samus X Ridley Forever two thousand six? Yeah, where Who's like, you're let's always go disagreeing. Bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Like no one likes you, but like that that's a situation of you're hanging out with the wrong people. When you're in high school, you kind of you can't really control who you hang out with. Like you can, but it's such a small pond. You, you don't unless you have another friend group. Like you don't want to risk it. Yeah, but like yeah. in a fan fiction, the ideal self insert. The ideal self insert. Is someone who is loved by all and is kind of perfect. Like, that's the ideal self-insert for, like, a high school writer, right? And and 1-1 Samus X Ridley Forever 2006 was subversive. And I would say ahead of her time. And that she made herself the worst character in her own story on purpose. Like, this wasn't a case of, like, people hated that she was a Mary Sue. Like, she said, no. No, in this story, I'm still gonna be the worst, and I and I love that. I truly yeah. love the ambition. Can I? Can I, love, I also I love and respect the ambition. I also want to in like insert. Uh, speaking of inserts, um, there's a section of the story. I don't know if you remember this about about Metroid High, because this is in one of the later chapters. So I don't know if you got that far, like post the cholera shit happening. No, no. I, uh, I most of what I remember is from you reminding me of it. So oh, okay. we'll see if I, I there, got this far. So a character a character is introduced in I think chapters five or six named Cervantes or Cervantes. Uh he's he's described as having a badass uh in the in the in the in the par- in the in the story. <laughs> he has he has a badass. Um and apparently, apparently, if you read the author's notes for the Metroid High story, Cervantes, like, 111 Samus Ridley 2 Forever 2006, the author, not the character, the author, writes, he's like, hey, I need more people who wants to be, who wants to have, like, a self-insert in the story. And one of these guys was Cervantes. And apparently, Cervantes in 111 Samus Ridley Forever 2006, in our reality, started online dating back in the day back in like 2007 2008 during the back half of the story being written so they get together 
in the story too. One 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 Samus Ridley two over two thousand six and Cervantes. It's like a it's like a side plot. In the fu- while, meanwhile, while while Samus is busy getting her power suit to play fucking football and shit, you know they had this whole background story, and that's that's also kind of fucking crazy. This he she's yeah, inserted that's, that's a fucking e boy into the goddamn story. It 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 is the whole e dating thing is just so funny because it's like. There's nothing worse. Like, I see girlfriend reviews, right, in my recommendations. Yeah. Right? And and I don't watch girlfriend reviews. I, I'm not going to diss on her in any way. Um, content's I, good. I, content's, like, genuinely yeah, good. Yeah, okay, if you, like, if you like the content, yeah, my sister likes the content. This isn't about her, so to oh, speak, yeah. right? But, like, I know full well there might be a point in which she just has to upload a video titled, Update, Girlfriend No More, <laughs> or something like that. Like... Like if that relationship, or like yeah. even, even if it's no, just like that's a problem, dude. That's the that's the problem with a name scheme like that. Yeah, but even if she becomes married, right? Like maybe maybe it works out great. Yeah. Like is she gonna be wife reviews? reviews. Like yeah, like like that's the problem with a name like that. Uh, the gimmick is fun, but that's like assuming that you're gonna make these videos for like a year. Yeah, right? like and never- you're not gonna become what she becomes, which is like a professional fucking critic. Yeah, like, like I got to shout out, like, I love him to death. Awkward Pause, a podcast I've shouted out numerous times on this show. Formerly was called Four Yanks, One Aussie. And I learned from them, hey, don't name your show after the cast, <laughs> after the specific national heritage of the cast. You know what you should have learned it from was Two and a Half Men. Men. <laughs> Dude, that right there is like that right there, dude. Perfect fucking example. Because the we talked about it in the show, the final season should have just been called One Man, because that's what it was—the John Cryer show. Let's take the worst man of the three of the two and a half men. <laughs> Let's take the lesser of the two and a half men, and and write a show about him and let him have his own show. God, I, I'm never, I'm never gonna get over that, dude. I'm not even a two and a half men fan, Miles. I'm not even a fan of two and a half men. You're not. I'm just fascinated. I'm just fascinated by how desperate they must have been to keep it going. It, you know, it's funny because I, I recently, I, I didn't watch, watch, but I watched. A long runner, like a couple episodes, oh, maybe more than ten. I know I you're talking. Okay, like yeah, a long runner. Yeah, like a show that was on for like fifty fucking years. Like, like, you know? like uh, how like I met your mother. Yeah, nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother, ten seasons of Friends, nine seasons of Seinfeld. That's what we call a long runner. Theory. Big Bane Theory, <laughs> which is just Tom Hardy being like, "Have I ever told you about Mario sixty four? The big bane theory. The big bane theory. Alright, well Penny, let's let's completely sidetrack. <laughs> let's completely sidetrack what we were about to talk about. What no, but so he's knocking the door and it's like bum 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 penny bum 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 penny like punches through the door. Penny's like screaming ah! like cowering in fear horribly. And he's like, Penny is the water off in your apartment too. I'm trying to wash my my Star Trek underpants. 
for Bazinga. the convention tomorrow. So, all right, well, Howard is the penguin, obviously. Yeah, yes. Howard's the penguin. Yes. Leonard, Leonard would be. Ooh, ooh, who is Leonard? Who is Leonard? Leonard is like, you know who Leonard is? Leonard is Scarface, Scarface's puppet master. Okay, okay. And then, and then Raj. So, so who's who's a nice ethnically inclined DC villain? I couldn't name a single one, dude. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Clayface. I was all, dude. I that was the first one that came to my mind. I'm like, dude, he can be Clayface. Clayface. Yeah, he's gonna be Clayface. Okay. Uh, And Penny is obviously Poison Ivy or Harley Quinn or one of them. One of one of the women. Tm. Um, And we've we've pretty established Sheldon is Bane. Uh, Yeah, Sheldon is Bane. The Big Bane theory. But yeah, so so on the subject of these long runners, yeah. I watched a, a couple episodes of Criminal Minds with my mother okay. because I'm in Florida. Epstein's the president. Um, so <laughs> I'm still not back. God help I'm me. I'm still not back. No, I won't be back for like another two weeks. Um, <laughs> but so I watched a couple episodes of Criminal Minds, and I have such respect for what I can only describe as. Boomer high entertainment. Oh, dude. Well, well. Here's the thing with Criminal Minds, Miles. You're right in in identifying it as like one of those long running boomer TV shows because that's what Criminal Minds is. But Criminal yes. Minds is is different. Criminal Minds is a cop procedural type long running yeah. show, which is its own unique separate beast that's different from the long running boomer like sitcom bullshit. But the, the thing about Criminal Minds that I find so interesting is that, like, Zoomers love the shit out of it, too. Like, at, like yeah. whenever I'm on Hinge, and it might be just because a lot of women on Hinge are old souls. True. Um, but, but a lot of them love Criminal Minds. And I gotta be real with you, man. I, I think I kind of love Criminal Minds, too. Criminal oh, Minds dude, no, kind of sick. These, these, like, cop procedural shows are, are fucking awesome. I'm, I, I, Criminal Minds was not the king of the households. Uh, show of choice. It's well, you're a Law and Order. Yeah, guy, we're, right? we're we're an SVU household, uh, and I I I fucking I love SVU. SVU is like cringe as fuck most of the time, but I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. What I love about Criminal Minds is it's not quite there. It's not quite cringe. Um, it's not quite like like based. Uh, fucking prestige TV. We talk about prestige TV a lot. Yeah. I mean, no, I talk about prestige TV. I a listen lot to you, you talk about. Prestige you listen TV. to me talk about it a lot. Like I watched Dave as well. I watched the the Dave Little Dicky show, oh. which um, and I like Little Dicky. Um, you know, as an artist. Uh, and I, I, but the thing is, I didn't see season one. I, I watched it with my parents because they were like, "Hey, you want to watch this Dave show?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Like they'd already seen season one, right? And like. I, I truly, I have never felt my autism more in my life than trying to decipher the emotions of the characters in Dave. Like, where I, were, were like, I was just, like, watching and, like, understanding. I was like, dude, these, like, these are, like, some broken millennials. And I, like, can't fucking relate to them. Like, where they'll just do some shit, like... Because they clearly are dealing with something like seven layers deep in existential dread. And I'm like, I was never like this. I had very bog standard mental illness. I had bipolar disorder. I took a I, I took a tablet for it with some Alka-Seltzer and I was healed. Alright? I'm not I'm not at this level of like 
millennials just like neglected themselves for 20 years and suddenly realized, oh my God, I'm miserable and full of sadness and I don't know where any of it's coming from. I guess I have to make an FX show. And like, I I have never seen a show where I was just like, I I get it and I also don't know what anyone's feeling at any time and I don't know what the point of this show is. I It is good though. It It is good in that prestige TV way where like, I, I think that's the trick to prestige TV, Sam. I think that's the trick, is to have so many emotions and so many thoughts and then not say them directly and just, like, have music that makes people feel anxious and cinematography that makes people feel anxious. That's the trick of making a good prestige television show, Sam, is, is just having an overwhelming amount of layered emotions that no one can quite quite relate to but they they get it's deep and it's it's you know it's it's in there it's cerebral it's in there you gotta think about it but then i watch like criminal minds right and criminal minds is not at that like emotional depth level that that like dave is but it's not fucking stupid yet like law and order svu is it's not fucking cringe but it's also not like it's also not bad it's not like trash because yeah. it's kind of good, the the plot lines are kind of good, the character, the acting is, like, good enough and serviceable, the characters are, like, fine, it's got, like, a house, it's got house energy in that case, the characters have house energy, and, <laughs> yeah, they do, and, and, and so I'm just watching it, and I'm like, wow, this show is mid as fuck, I want to watch all of it. Now, now and I've ask, never felt that in my life. I, I, where I was know, watching something mid, and I was like, I am so compelled right now. I am so interested yeah, in everything. So, so this is something I'm interested in, because this is something that SVU does extremely, like, like uncomfortably well, to the fact where I don't think a single other TV show has, has done it anywhere near as good. And I want to know if Criminal Minds, if you feel like this is similar. When I sit down... No. When I enter a room, and... <laughs> And SV, Law and SV Order SVU happens to you. It you, you is don't... on. It's on. Yeah. And we could be the opening minute of the show, 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, 40 minutes in, 55 minutes in. It doesn't fucking matter. You watch 30 seconds, 30 to 45 seconds of an SVU episode, any part of the episode, any part of the episode, you need to fucking know how it all wraps up every time every fucking time if i watch more than a minute of svu i'm there until the fucking episode's over and then i have to leave the room immediately because an episode will start up again and i'll be there for another hour and i've lost days to this now i've lost days to just being in a room where svu is happening and I'm forced. SVU is occurring around you, and yeah. you, you're sucked in. No, I had the same experience with Criminal Minds, where I would walk in, right? Like, I would actually have to leave a room. Like, if there was a conversation scene going on, that was my opportunity to, like, leave the room and be like, okay, we're good. But if it's, like, that white chick at her computer being like, yeah, I'm doing a cross-reference search right now of, 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 of you know, criminal activities in the areas. We found three empty estates that have, uh, that have seen foot traffic and whatever. I'm like... Wait, what? Which empty estate are they in? Are they gonna search them all? Is the team gonna split up? What's gonna happen right now? Like, they'll they'll do some like crazy shit where like, 
like, it, the moment someone's talking fast, or the moment people are zipping and zapping off each other in conversations, where you'll have the guy be like, you know, this could be a trauma response. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, he might have been set off by, you know, by, by the uh, the red dress, which reminded him of his mother. I'm like, what's his, what's the deal with his mom? What, what happened to him? I gotta know, I gotta know. And the best part about SVU is that, like, you don't have to watch the full episode, because when they confront the, the perp, when they confront the fucking unsub, who is not the unsub when they confront him, he's, he's the suspect. Or I guess he's the perp at that point. I don't know. I don't do... I don't, I don't know shit. I don't know anything. I'm, I'm a retard. I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> he's a suspect. They're suspects in the investigation. But, like, but like if they know it's the guy, it's, he's not a suspect anymore. If you have the gun... And he and he's the thing about SVU that's always really funny is they always get they always save someone like they they always get there like right before like the killer does something except again. in the cases where they don't and that which is exciting what's awesome is dude you kind of never know what's gonna happen in an SVU episode you really fucking don't and especially since there are so many fucking episodes now the shakeout. Is like you you kind of never know, and I feel like a good chunk of the time, I'd say like fifteen to twenty percent of the of the SVU episodes I've seen end on a and what I would describe as a dour to sour note, end on yeah. a end on a nobody either nobody really won or like the bad guy totally won, and and it just sucks, and that's what it and that's life, and that's being a cop baby like. Uh, so in the special victims unit, but yeah. So so like with with that, like when they're holding the guy up at gunpoint, it's usually a guy. Sometimes it's a woman. Yeah. They'll surprise you. Equality, baby. Let's go. Like they'll be like, we know what happened with your mother in the red dress. We understand. But like you know, you're you're having a psychotic break. I'm like, they're just they'll just like catch you the fuck up. So like you don't have to see the whole episode. Like you can just get the nice. You can get the cliff notes at the end. Yeah. And and you can be like, oh, I feel so fulfilled. I understand. I understand. And 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 of course they'll resolve the issue. And you always get a nice nice little quote by some guy at the end, by some 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 guy at the beginning and the end. It'll be like Jethro Tull or whoever the fuck they want to quote that day. They ended they ended a, a uh, an episode with a quote by Ted Bundy. That was kind of nuts. I was like, damn, Teddy, Theodore Bundy. <laughs> Theodore Bunster, huh? Speaking of speaking of Theodore, I saw Alvin and the Chipmunks playing on Nick at Night today. On the like on the, the cartoon TV. or the film? The film. What a what a miserable time. <laughs> those, those Wait, okay, so are. is it Alvin and the Chipmunks? Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakwell, Alvin and the Chipmunk, Al, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, or Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip? I'm going to say it was Chipwrecked because I watched them perform Uptown Funk in the movie, which was 2014. And I want to say the first album in the Chipmunks movie um, was... That was like 2007. I, I saw that in the theaters. And it was such a weird moment because my parents dropped me off to see it with my sisters. And we were just alone in the theater. That's like for the, maybe the first time in my life. That's kind of... That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. Uh, they would just My sister drop. was like 12 or 13. Like, she was fine. Yeah, okay. But I can't believe they would just leave you at the fucking Chipmunks movie. They it's... they left me chipwrecked. They actually left me chipwrecked. So, I, I pulled it up. Of the four movies, um, 
It's 2007 is when the first first movie came out. Then we have the sequels, which the are squeakquel. God, the squeakquel, which is where the fuck 2009. And then Chipwrecked is 11. And then Road Trip is 2015. Road Chip, excuse me. Road Chip, thank you. How the fuck, how the fuck did they get, like, four years have passed? And they're like, yeah, let's do another one. You know what's crazy about Road Chip, though? And this this is, this is, like, I think Road Chip, unironically, was a movie a lot of people wanted to do. Why? Because that movie has like an insane celebrity cast. Hang on, let me let me read this to you. I gotta cut all this out, dude. I fucking I fucking hate. Okay. Ready? Yes. Alright. Jason Lee, who is like my name is Earl, I believe, right? Yeah. And then Justin Long, who was who was Alvin. So These are the three actors. Jesse McCartney is Theodore. Did not know that. Okay. Yes. Tony Hale. Bella Thorne. Kaylee Cuoco, who is Penny. Anna Faris. Christina Applegate. uh, Red Foo. John Waters, legendary director John Waters. And by the way, this is this is a little bit of a, you know, this this is a little bit of a fucking uh arrested development thing cuz we got Tony Hale and we got David Cross. That's 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 uh, By, uh Byron, yeah. No, not Byron. What's his name? Yes. Buster. We got Buster and we got fucking uh Tony or whatever his name is. <laughs> Tony Hale, Tony Tobias, Hale. Tobias. Amy Poehler, okay, Retta. Well, actually, 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 in the road trip, Kaylee Cuoco replaces Amy Poehler. Oh, okay, okay. According see, to the Wikipedia page, which, which, by the way, on the Wikipedia page, they have this poster for the movie that says "Boys on the Hood" on it, and it makes and it's. I'm irrationally angry over this poster. I fucking hate this poster. <laughs> Like, the film like, grossed like, two hundred and thirty-four like, million dollars against the miles, ninety. Million I know this budget. is an audio-only program, but you look at that poster, and don't you want to fucking punch Alvin in the face? Well, my problem with the with them is that the sunglasses look fucking terrible. They're on them. so like, they're, like they're fucking big. The sunglasses are so big. They're big and they're off, and they're photoshopped on. They're not like like they're, they're they're not a part of the model. They're not a part of the model. They like someone just took sunglasses and photoshopped them on these fucking chipmunks. And I just want to fucking punt them. Oh, this is amazing. Okay. Yes. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of A- on an A plus to F scale. <clears throat> uh... <laughs> I mean, at least it's 92 minutes. At least it's kind of in and out. This Dude, movie... 92... That's not an accomplishment, by the way. I, I watched... I watched Vampire Hunter D this week. Oh, yeah. And that movie... That movie's okay. That movie's fine. I need to watch Bloodlust. Everyone... According I, to the internet, I only Bloodlust know about is the Bloodlust. one. I only know about Bloodlust. Yeah. I watched the one from 1985, and it proves that animation only got good yesterday. <laughs> 
That's not true, because 1985 was the same year as Angel's Egg, which is an amazing film, and gorgeous, and well-animated, and ex- and wonderful. It's just Vampire Hunter D. I don't know. It's, it's, no one cared or something. Vampire I don't Hunter know. D's it just it looked like it looked like garbage. Um, the animation was like was like Saban tier. <laughs> but movie's okay. It's a it's be- it's a better Castlevania than the Castlevania show. That's and 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 it's just okay. So that that's what matters. Um, but I, I watched that recently, right? And and like that was one of those moments. That was a true like. That was a true one of those moments where I was like, wow, eighty minutes can feel much longer than it should. Eighty oh. minutes can feel like uh, like like an hour and a half. It feels like there's ten more minutes than there is. True. Do you think uh, the road trip is one of those movies? I think the road chip might be one of those movies that feels like 10 hours. You ever watch a movie that you're just like, wow, this has been going on for a while, and you check the the time and it's been 30 minutes? That happened to me with Advent Children uh, Director's Cut. Or like Advent Children Compilation or whatever it's called. Oh. Reunion. Whatever. The fucking PSP release. (laughs) What? No, no, I'm talking about... The movie, Advent Children. Sorry, I just get Advent Children and Christ's Core fucking confused all the fucking time. <laughs> you know what? They both have the letter C in them, so I understand. Goddamn, Nomura. Why do you have to do this to me? I love Tetsuya Nomura, dude. I, I love that man because he's I, a crack addict. I, I, I want literally anyone else to do Final Fantasy. Yeah, you're getting that with 16, though. Thank fuck. <laughs> Thank God. But, like, you have to admit, like, Tetsuya Nomura is wonderful in that when he's allowed to make an original IP, he makes fucking Strangers of Paradise starring Jack. And Jeb. And Ash. And Jeb. Yeah, it's fucking great, dude. The edge throbs evilly in Tetsuya Nomura's hand, dude. I I just, I love that about Nomura, is is that he's a terrible writer, and his ideas suck. And he's so committed to them. And they turn out wonderfully. They turn out so bad and so great at the same time. Because there is a there is a charm at this point to like Kingdom Hearts being the stupidest thing you've ever heard of. There's there's a wonderful charm to it. And like Strangers of Paradise is gonna be a complete meme. The story's gonna be a complete meme. It's probably not gonna be good. It might be surprising. Like I might be like, oh wow, that that, that was surprisingly well considered. It's some, some surprising. But I just I'm fully excited for Jack to just to talk like a wrestler the whole game. I'm so excited and, to like not pay attention to the story at all. <laughs> And play yeah, the game. No, I'm gonna pay attention to the story and it's gonna be a fucking clown show and I'm gonna love it. Because I just I just like Tetsuya Nomura being bad at his job. I love it. I love it. I just But I'm glad I'm glad that, that they're handing Final Fantasy to someone who is actually who tells good stories. Like like like, like I it's I don't have a problem with Nomura really. I have a problem with his monolithic fucking grip. Over Final That's, Fantasy yeah. for so long. And I didn't put the record. Issue. Had no fucking idea he was not involved in 16. I had no idea until you just mentioned it on the podcast. It's directed by Yoshi P, who does Final 14. Fantasy 14. Whichever yeah. buddy fucking loves. So yeah, so it's probably going to be a good game. We um, hope. Yeah, I have. I don't know. If he directed 14, because, because directing 14 is directing five games. 
So, like, I have faith. I have faith. No, I do, too. And and the trailer looks awesome. It's got my favorite gimmick ever, which is, of course, a time skip where a character gets older. I love it. I'm here for it. You know I love me a good time skip. Yes. That's what also, I'm about. I, I love a time skip, dude. I love a nice nice time skip. What's your favorite time skip? Well, I we're gonna exclude the obvious. We're gonna exclude the obvious one. Okay. Okay. Um now excluding the obvious one. Now this is a great question. This is a good question. What is my favorite time skip? You know what? I'm gonna Did- say it right now. Ocarina, I don't I don't like the idea of Ocarina of Time considered a time skip. Because you go back. No, but it is a time skip. I mean, it, it absolutely is, is a time skip. I mean, it is, but the fact that you go back makes it like less meaningful as a time skip. Like That's fair. You know what? That is completely fair. You like the idea of a completely irreversible movement in time. Like, okay, I, like I know. Ocarina it's, of Time is a story thing. I don't, I don't like it as a time skip, you know? Well, it's Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's the best time skip. Especially the Blue Lions route. That time skip is fucking fire. That time skip is fire. Because it's like, the time skip is insane. The time skip is nuts. Like, you, you time skip in fucking Black Eagles, and everyone's like, oh, hey, you're back. So we're having a war, and it's going okay. You time skip in, in Golden Deer, and Clyde's like, hey, let's get right back to business, all right? I've been doing the same shit for five years. You time skip in Blue Lions, and Dimitri is a different fucking character. He is actually a different person. And you're like, oh my god, my five years of absence not just changed this man, it has ruined his life. Like, it's fucking fire. What a great time skip. Nier has an okay time skip. The problem is that it was not truly great until Replicant. Because the time skip in Nier OG is barely felt. You don't feel anything in that time skip. But, like, the Replicant one, Nier becomes a hateful, like driven man and it's awesome and he's completely different completely different character that one's cool but i mean but like i do i do have to give it to ocarina of time because it is the premier time skip but i understand what you're saying that it's not a true time skip i do respect that i I do respect that my favorite time skip in media was the young justice time skip in season two the jump from season one to two is five years and that's that's a good amount. That's a great amount. And it's awesome because it gives him a great excuse to just bring in a bunch of new. It gives him a char- like a chance to bring in a bunch of new DC characters as well as like upgrade them. So, for example, Robin is now Nightwing all of a sudden because five years went past and all that lore went down off screen. Um, and now Tim Drake is in the fold and all this shit. I'm like that shit's that shit's sick. And season three also has another time. They do another time skip at the beginning of that season as well. I think it's I'm only trying to like think of some other. I'm trying to think of some other like legendary time skips, and I just it's not coming to me. There's got to be a bunch of really great ones. Oh, in One Piece. One, one, one Piece has a legendary time skip. I'd say that's fair. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Um, Fire Punch has one. Fire Punch has a pretty crazy one. I need to read Fire Punch because I love Chainsaw. Uh, you'd so like would, Fire Punch. I'm not huge like. on Fire Punch. You'd probably like it more than me though, because it's fucking weird. Okay, great. Um, 
But yeah, Fire Punch has has two time skips. The one is less consequential than the other. Oh, Death um, Note. Death Note has a crazy time skip. Death Note has a really crazy one where the world is just fucked. That's a good one too. Yeah. That's a really good one. Man, time skips are so cool. It's kind of fucked up. It's that a great don't fucking do them anymore. Well, it's a great storytelling device, right? The problem, I mean, the problem with doing the time skip, like the reason why most people don't do it, is because it is a, it is a permanent, irreversible, like change to the story. Gurren oh, Logan. Gurren Logan Gurren Lo- has a great also, one. Also, you know what recently did one? Riverdale did a seven <laughs> oh, year. Riverdale. Dude, Riverdale did a seven year time skip. Archie became a fucking war veteran. Fucking Betty got became an FBI agent and got kidnapped by a serial killer. Fucking Jughead became a drug addict and became poor in New York. Be- Veronica got married. Very extreme, uh, terrible situations to happen all four of them. Very equally. Well, is the marriage bad? Like the last one no, sounds no. fine. Oh no! So 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 Miles, that was the joke. Was it was like. It's like it was like Riverdale comes back and next week shit's different. We're all seven years older. Archie's been in a war. I'm a drug addict and poor. Veronica got married. Like literally, that's how they set it up. Like Archie, veteran, Betty, FBI agent, fucking kidnapped by serial killer, Jughead, writer, former coke addict, Veronica married. It's just like everyone else has. Well, I joke about this all the time with um with Fire Emblem Three Houses as well, where like Edelgard is like everyone hates me now. I have to make this like strong queen transformation. She puts like ram horns on her hair, like looks like the devil, right? Yeah, looks like Satan. And then Dimitri gets his fucking eye ripped out, and he looks fucking crazy. And then Claude is like, ah, uh, I guess I'll grow like a tiny pencil beard to like show that I've grown up. To show and, like that nothing time bad happened passed. to him. Yeah. Yeah, to show that the time has passed, he grows like a shitty pencil beard that looks stupid. It's like, it's, I, oh, what a, what a fucking nerd, dude. He's such a nerd. I love him. What if the Golden well, Deer route ended before the, the but like, uh, the time skip happens, and then if you just played Golden Deer, that was it. That's the end, because uh, Claudio, or whatever the fuck his name was, uh, said, uh, hey, war is dumb. War's stupid. That's how I do it, and then it was done. No more war. No more game. No more. No more war game. No more video game. Story's video over. Game just ends early. It's it's like getting a bad ending in a video game. It's like, it's like yeah, it's like killing Madison early in fucking Heavy Rain. <laughs> yeah, the like, game yeah, just game ends. ends. Game just ends. Game's over. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Try again next time. Yeah, I I love a nice bad ending that is your canon ending, and it's just like yeah, get fucked. Dude, what do you what do you what do you what do you expect? Would you expect to restart from checkpoint? Fuck you! Play the whole game again. Get fucking railed. They don't do it anymore for good reason. But uh, but I I love I love to see it. I truly love to see a game that's like yeah that's the bad ending. Get railed. Yeah, I do, I do kind of VNs do that. I do VNs do that. Appreciate that. I I don't appreciate it when the game is over forty hours long. Like then no, then that's a problem. Then I kind of want you to fuck off with the. It's weird. I feel mo- because on one hand, RPGs right, like RPGs, especially Western RPGs, which are very character role playing focused. Those should have multiple endings. I'm okay with those games having multiple endings because the multiple endings are there to reflect the many different like options a player could do in the game you want that to be rewarded with a satisfactory 
um, choice ending that fits what the player did. You don't want to just have one ending and be done for that. But when it's shit like, what I fucking can't stand, Miles, my least favorite is when you play a game and then it's like, pick a choice, pick A or B to choose your ending. I like fucking hate that shit. It's so dumb. Yeah. It, because so I dumb. don't know and I can't know and I'll never know. So I'm not gonna fucking pick an ending. Yeah. Like, like great, like, a gr- fucking, I mean, like, great game. But, like, Call of War as Gunslinger does this, where you, 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 at the end of the game, you have the choice to basically either kill the guy you've been trying to get revenge on throughout the flashbacks, or you let him go. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, just make a decision. Like, as the storytellers, you fucking decide. And you'll make it interesting. Don't make, don't ask me to fucking pick. Like, th- this is something I-, I really respect about, like, The Last of Us Part 1 and think it's, like, one of the best decisions in that is game. Is that you can't, you can't d- take the easy way out? Yeah. You can't just be like, all right, I guess Ellie's dead. I'm going home. I-, I-, I like, I like how they're like, Naughty Dog is like, here's the story. Here's the ending. Here's what happened. Reconcile with the events. Re- just, you need to reconcile. For better or ill, you need to just, like, reconcile with th- these events. Whereas, like, if you have to choose, right, if you have to choose between saving Ellie or sacrificing her for the good of mankind, so to speak, it doesn't become about the choice has no merit beyond the fact that a choice was presented to you. And there is no value to the actual decision. It's just like, well, what did you want? What did you want to happen? Whereas it just happened Here's how everything went down. You can talk and discuss and think about that. You can't think about a fucking A, B choice like that beyond the fact, but beyond whatever you fucking pick. Have you ever had a conversation about about multiple endings that didn't just end up being, well, which ending did you get? Oh, I got this one. Oh, I got this one. Okay. Yeah. No, exactly, dude. Exactly. Like you would never have like a real discussion about what was the, the, the true like, or, or the true intentions or like really think at all seriously about the ramifications of of the actual choice other than like that was just the decision you made and, and i'll say this yeah, much please. i think i think the last of us part two everyone universally agreed like the letting letting i almost said ellie letting abby go uh is fucking lame because ellie isn't there the way that the player is supposed to be there yeah and i and and i've said before i don't hate abby at all i just i don't find her section of the game interesting um and i think it's like blatantly obvious that neil Druckmann wanted me to think that she's the bigger party abby, um, and abby i just gets don't care fucked by the story abby is not a pro- abby is not the character abby's not, not a problem. problem at all but so like i was never one of those people that was like what the fuck i wanted to fucking kill abby fuck like you know, but like I wanted Ellie to kill Abby. I wanted Ellie to kill Abby because that made sense. Or I wanted Abby to just fucking kill Ellie. I would have yeah. been fine. I actually would have been fine if Abby just fucking murdered Ellie. I would have. I would have been happy with that. To be brutally fucking honest with the rest of the planet. Remember when Abby almost um, almost fucking murders a known pregnant woman at the end of that game? Yeah, and she says good yeah. when she finds out that she's pregnant. What a great game! What, what a- an incredible game! Um, what a, what a fucking nightmare festival. Um, but at least, but, like, but dude, that ending would have been even worse if like I had to pick. 
It, like, no, I if, if I busy. had to choose between killing Abby or letting Abby go, I would have let Abby go because I'm like, you know what? That's what the game would want me to do. Like, even and and by that point, I would have been so checked out. I would have been so checked out. I would have been like, well, if I just kill her, like, what's gonna? I don't care. What's gonna fucking? I'll just let her go. Fuck it. I, I would rather be mad at like the end, the ending being like not satisfying than d- them just saying fucking pick your ending, bitch. Like that would really suck. Like that would really suck. So I give them credit in like that regard. I fucking hate ending choice, dude. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, Miles. Can I be kind of honest with you, dude? I'm yeah. kind of I'm becoming black pilled about player choice in video games. Like I'm starting to realize that. Uh, games tend to be better the less choice a player has and well because players have the the thing is people don't seem to understand that player choice involves the things that you do in the video game like like people shit on 3d zelda for not having enough player choice right and i was i was thinking about this in the shower i was thinking about this in the shower okay like people shit on ocarina of times combat all the time that it's like you just wait but i was like at the very least, you actually have to take advantage of the openings on, like, Wind Waker, which is just, like, we're going to tell you when to press the button. We're going to literally be like, press it now! Blah! Like, the, the, the big, like, flashing A button prompt that's like, we're just going to remove this choice for you. We're, like, you're, it's, it's just like Pierre Simon says, like, and in a way where it's like, at the very least, like, I, I chose to take the opening. The opening was obvious. The choice sort of made itself, but I at least made the choice to an extent, right? Because, because even that little of input, even that little of input feels more like engaging and earned than having to choose two text prompts that determine the end of the game. Players make a lot of choices, even if the developers place the choices for them. In a way where it's like, okay, clearly if I want to get across this gap, I gotta, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look around and find the ledge to climb over. Like, you know, or or I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put a ladder down here. I gotta make, I gotta jump, you know, like, but like, no one is mad about those choices. No one's mad about these supposed choices that you make, that, that the game makes for you by presenting them as level design, because that's a challenge. You're meeting the challenge. And you were fulfilling the challenge. Yeah. Like, what? What I get? I get mad when a game is like, "Hey, fuck it. Do you want to? Do you want to write the story for us? Do you want? Do you want to determine? Like, we're not. We're not gonna put anything in front of you that makes the story more interesting. We're just gonna give you two endings, and they're both relatively fine. Neither of these are good endings, by the way. Let me just say up front: these are these are mediocre. 40 second long endings and you get to choose which cutscene which mediocre 40 second cutscene you want to end the game on like to me that's just a moment where like there's no challenge there's no consideration i'm just gonna choose the the moral choice or like the whatever choice that i personally think is virtuous and good and whatever fucking happens i i just i relent and i said okay all right give, give me give me what you got what do you want all, all the fucking choices at the end of those games that are, like, they're, like, so extreme to a comical point where it's, like, do you want to launch all the nukes and end society, or do you want to cure all of humanity the and worst, start a new I, race? I think, that, dude, is the, the worst one has to be the Life is Strange ending, right? Like, the, the first yeah. game where it's, like, oh, save the worst bitch ever or save the whole town. Like, what a fucking, God, what a miserable game. It's just, it's just so fucking funny to me 
like like whenever these games are just like because here's the thing whenever you have these choice based endings the cutscene's always 35 fucking seconds long and it's like always terribly done it's always like some pre-rendered crap so it looks like garbage when they port it to pc so it's ugly first of all and second of all like the choice is literally just again it's like the most extreme choice and and usually the story in these choice based games is so schlock that i'm like i'm like i don't care I don't give a shit. What do you want me to do? Like, I don't f fucking care. There is a great one. There is a great one in Nier Automata where it gives you two, cho like, it, the two main characters have to fight each other, right? And it's like, hey, which of these main characters do you want to play as? For That's awesome. That's awesome. Right there. There's a couple games that do that, by the way. I, I'm trying to think the of The ending more. is chosen by, by which, which character you play as. And you have to see them both. You have to see them both to get ending E. But, like... If you're like a layman and you don't know there's a final ending, you're going to be like, well, great, I side with, you know, I side with this character more, so I'm going to play as them. And not only that, the battle perspective is different. One fights on a 3D plane, the other fights on a 2D plane. So the battle is different entirely. That's like interesting. The, everything about it's different. Yeah, no, Nier Automata is kind of a sick game. Um, but again, like, like people, I think people just don't, they want to make choices that are interesting to them, and I feel like ending choices are always, like, the boringest fucking choices. It's always so lame. And, 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 and like, in the writer's mind, it's such a big deal where it's like, do you, do you want to let the tree wither and die, and so all of humanity will, will finally end? This is a big fucking decision. Or do you want to become the tree? Yeah, it's like I, I, and and like and also too like how they present it is like a huge problem because I like it in Dark Souls One where you you don't even know like you kind of have to go yeah. out of your fucking way to even know that another option is on the table because the game is so cryptic. Yeah, you sort of don't know what the ending could even be really like the, and and they're very smart about the way that they lead you to the ending because you see a bonfire yeah and instinct instinctively that's the choice you're gonna make yeah like because because that's you as a player and and so if you go that was satisfying i'm glad i saw that like you know great game that's your ending that's the one you got yeah. that's the one that made sense to you if if you find out later on that there's that you can just leave and start the age of darkness, the, the age, age of no, man, the, the age of man, which is the fucking yeah, sickest like, shit ever. That that's yeah, like you're gonna want to do that, and that's that's not as natural of a choice, like as far as like how you trigger it, but it's a conscious decision that the player will want to make because yeah. they'll know about it second. And, it, and you're and, right. And so it, that's what it is, Miles. It's a conscious decision. It is a you as the player make a movement towards the bonfire or a movement towards the fucking door. And that's the yeah. choice. It's not a fucking menu option. It's not it's a just, pick A, yeah. pick B. I, I, again, like, like I, I genuinely think that, that a lot of people talk about choice in games in, like, the most, like binary stupid ways possible where they're like i love like that it, it is it is like a fucking wojack meme with the fucking guy was who was like ah 
Ah! With his like hands in the air and his yeah. super long mouth. Where we're like people who are presented choices like which weapon do you want to use? Which, which opportunities do you want to take in combat? Which, you know, which routes through the level are you going to take that are the fastest? Like people don't give a shit about that. But it's like, which menu prompt do you want to select that'll change the 30 second FMV at the end? And people are just like, whoa, it's so crazy good. Like, now I'm, I'm aware that Fallout New Vegas is trans women culture and I'm going to be insulting a lot of people here. But like whenever someone talks to me, that's a joke. Actually, it's not. I don't know why, but but like Fallout New Vegas belongs to, to trans women in the same way that Vegeta belongs to the black community. It just kind of happened. You just have to accept it at this point. Yeah, but there, uh, yeah, Disco Elysium is a political role playing game. You know, you're not seeing I, people but, being like, yeah, really big amongst the trans community. I don't know if that's true or not yet. I have not had that verified for me yet. We will see. We will see. I have I the 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 Fall of New Vegas thing I have research on. I have proof. But but Disco Elysium, the jury's out. We'll find by, out. By, by the way, I, on this point, I saw a tweet like two weeks ago called that was just that the entire tweet was the source modder to trans girl pipeline is real, and that is like the funniest fucking thing I've It's read also all true as fuck. It's hilarious. It is fucking true. That it, I, I did think about it. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. That's kind of right. Yeah. No, it's absolutely right. Like, I, like, I mean, look, look, we've made our stance clear on the issue a million times. We're in favor. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we love like, people who mod Half-Life. Yeah, we love people Fortress. who mod Half-Life. We love them. We love right? members of the trans community like source modders. Yeah, no, I, I, here's the thing. Saying you love Half-Life modders is saying you love the trans community. That's just, like, those are the same... Like, corporate wants me to find the difference between these two images. But, like, I say a lot of fucking head-ass shit about the trans community because I, I know so many trans people, and I just notice these things as an outsider. And, like, eventually you just notice, like, the weirdest, like, cotton... I would... I would it's continuity. continuity. Trans continuity. Where, like... That there are certain things that they all just like, and it's like, and 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 I eventually it reaches a fried chicken and watermelon point. There, there is the fried chicken watermelon boiling point. The coefficient, yeah. <laughs> the the fried chicken coefficient. The fried chicken coefficient. We eventually have to go like, you you eventually have to be like, is this a gross stereotype, or do they just all like Fallout New Vegas, like? At some point, you just have to be like, is this, is this a constant? I've decided that Fallout New Vegas is the game of the trans community. From the, from an outsider perspective, I've decided this, this is the truth. But like. Now, unfortunately, Miles, we are recording this on July 1st. Pride Month is over, meaning that the, uh, the game selected by the LGBT community on the Xbox Game Pass browser is gone because i was about to check if fallout new vegas was no, on no that way. list there's no way they would include fallout new vegas hey man divinity was on there a bunch divinity. of other shit that's another trans there. game dude i'm telling you divinity is another fucking trans game it's it's, Wait, it's always just these, like, all deep... rpgs are all games with character creators and games yeah, with yeah, I mean, the, the, the lore makes sense though doesn't it create a character I mean, and has, play out your eyes tracks yeah it, it tracks, tracks. It tracks, but like, uh, we could just say the genre. We could just say RPGs appeal to people who do not feel comfortable in their current skin. Yeah. 
Games that let you play as another character are really extra fun for people who don't like who they currently are. But, but, but we could just funny, say that. What's funny about New Vegas, though, is that New Vegas was literally a fucking incubator for so many of these people. Because they played it when it came out. And when they came out, they're still playing it. And and it and it's just like this like constant. It's a thing that that just all of them love roughly the same amount. So when I insult New Vegas on completely baseless charges, I am aware of who I'm insulting. That was the whole joke, and we got fucking sidetracked by it. But like to me, like whenever someone tells me about like the choices and the ending of Fallout New Vegas, I'm like, I wouldn't even want to finish this fucking game, dude. Like if this is what you're telling me, the ending to this game is, I I wouldn't even want to fucking finish it. Yes. So I gotta so be real, I man. Did... The ending of most games is fucking garbage. Like, most games have shit endings. <sighs> yeah. No. Most 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 pieces of media have shit endings. Honestly. Uh, that, no. I was thinking about this as well. Like, I've never seen a good television, like Western TV show ending. I've never seen a good ending, like to it, just like a Western TV show. Breaking Bad, I think, is a pretty good ending. I I can't speak to that. Avatar I has fe- a good ending, even though I I hate Avatar: The Last Airbender because I hate white women. Yeah. Well, like, why? I, uh, people like the Sopranos ending a lot. No, they fucking don't. I mean, some people don't like it. No, most people hate it. Most people I think it's gonna, one of the worst endings of all time. I think you might be getting that confused with another with other beloved property. <laughs> no, it's not, no. People hate the Sopranos ending. People fucking despise the Sopranos ending. Let's see what Google has to say. The Guardian says you're not a real fan of the series if you hate the ending. Oh, oh yeah, says. The Guardian. Sure. A fucking magazine publication based on clout chasing says you're not a real fan if you don't like the ending. Sam, yes. if, if, if this was a fucking games journalist website that says you're not a real fan of Dark Souls if you don't kindle the bonfire, how the fuck would you feel? I, I wouldn't really feel any any particular way, honestly. That's... Because I, also, I was just looking at uh, I was just, I was actually just looking at those gamer sites because I typed in uh, I I googled video games that made me realize I'm trans to see if Fallout New Vegas came up in any of these. Uh, no, the answer is no. No, it didn't make people realize they were trans. It was just it was just something that they played and continue to play. <laughs> it's game, it's really? some yeah, it's just a game that they all like and and it it. it that's not that's not an egg cracking moment. Final Fantasy VII has cracked more eggs. Fun fact. This is this is fucking true. And you know what with part the, of the game I'm talking about too? It's yeah, like with, the, with the the cross dressing, the cross dressing uh, scene. Yeah, getting into the, the strip house. Yeah, there's no real stats for this, Sam. I see you're going to the computer. This is just a meme. I'm just kidding. Like you I'm can't just so like. Fallout New Vegas. Like, it's just something one? that keeps coming up, and, and I just keep noticing it. And I'm like, this has got to be, like, something, right? This has got to be something. Maybe, I don't I don't even think it has anything to do with transition. I just think it's, like, a, an insane coincidence. <laughs> like, like, the Miku thing is fucking manufactured, as we've talked about. That is, like, a meme that's been pushed on them. I, I swear the Source Modder and New Vegas thing are just a phenomenon. Like, I, like, that's the point that I was making, where it's just, like, this just happens to be true. <laughs> it's... God damn, dude. I'm, I'm, that could have been us, bro. You. 
What what if what if we what if we modded Half-Life back in the day? You know what? If the we modded if show, we, the show would be a lot different. No, it would be the same. We would just be the the show would be exactly the same. The I show guess. the show would be I fucking identical, but we would sound cuter. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I would sound cuter. You would You, you would, would sound, sound cuter. I don't, you would sound like garbage. Yeah. I, I would sound like garbage. I'd still have the better mic, though. Uh. That's true. Absolutely true. I, I, but anyways, I just, whenever people tell me the endings of New Vegas or whatever, I would be like, dude, I don't even care. I'm so fucking checked out by everything you've just said about the story. I don't give a shit. Like, and it's just funny because, like, New Vegas is famous for having all these great choice-based, like, narrative stuff right you know in 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 side quests but then i hear about the ending and i'm like wow this sounds boring like what the fuck happened because just ending things is really hard and people are bad at it like okay sam ending things especially hard in an rpg too like fallout off the top of your head name 10 endings you like from games very specifically 10 10 endings from video games I genuinely like. I'm pulling up my Steam page to help out with this. Batman Arkham City. I okay. adore the entire story, including the ending. I also really love the ending to Shadow of the Colossus. Great choice. Uh, I really love the ending to... Um, what else? Uh, I do love the ending to Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, fair, fair not a great not like a super great narrative but i do love the ending um i like the ending to shit what else is on what else is on here that i have like beaten and like remember the ending uh i i like the ending of hades but i haven't like seen the true ending so i can't say that i guess um i like There's not a lot of like narrative driven ones, let's just say. There's not a lot of like na- like endings I love for the narrative. Like here's what's crazy. I talk a, a Metal lot about Metal Gear Solid much- 2. I like That, that would be on my like list as well. But like it's funny cuz like I talk about Final Fantasy 7 a lot. And like the ending of 7 isn't even one of my favorite parts of the game. Like really, you know. Yeah. Oh, I got I got one for you. Actually, I actually have two for you. Portal and Portal 2. I think ending Great. Are Those are good endings. I agree. Yeah, those are, like, pretty excellent. Uh, I'm trying to, because, like, what I like about those is, like, the endings are good from, like, like on, a, like, a gameplay level. They're, like, interesting, and they spice it up, and they're fun. And also, like, the story is, like, good and wrapped up really fun and really well. Um, I like the ending to, I like the ending to Shovel Knight. The, I love Shovel the ending Hope to Shovel campaign. Knight. That's a great it's one. super cute. Great, great ending. Um... You know what I was thinking about in the shower oh, today Yakuza as well? Oh, Yakuza Zero. I love the ending of Yakuza Zero. I, like, adore the ending of Yakuza Zero. You know what I was thinking about in the shower today? What? Rogue Legacy. That has a good ending. Oh, my God. Against the, 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 the first and, and the his last Yeah. And, and it mirrors your own death screen with his own last quote. That's awesome. Oh, it's fucking great, dude. That game is so good. That game is so What a great... Good. I love Rogue Legacy, dude. What a great game. Dude, nothing genuinely beats like a truly great roguelike. When you sit down, you get to play a great roguelike. That that's fucking video. Doesn't game. happen enough, but when it happens, it's awesome. Yeah. Do you do you seek out a lot of roguelikes? I feel like no. that's like one of the one of the few genres not right now. I feel like 
you genuinely can't you, you can't get a better pick of the litter really you have so many great options i feel like when it comes to rogue Ro- roguelikes today. for me happen like i will play a game and i'll be like oh this is a roguelike and i'll be down for it i'll be into it but like i never really seek out roguelikes i really don't um and that's okay you know i yeah. don't have a problem with that but like like if someone tells me like oh it's a really good roguelike i'm not more or less inclined to play it i'm just yeah, like i'll just, get to it whenever yeah. the fuck i want F- yeah fair enough it's yeah to me to me the appeal of like rogue roguelikes I, I, there's a better way to say this miles maybe you can help help help, help me explain it to the audience but like roguelikes are a very gamey genre like like when you have a when you create a roguelite the game is like first and foremost at the, it's like at the fucking center of the product, right? Well, or yeah, like, well, it's because the roguelike the the the, the roguelike story, a roguelike can have a fine story, but the true story of the roguelike is literally how my run ended or how my run succeeded. And let me just say up front, I don't want to fucking hear your story about how your fucking run ended. It's not interesting. Whenever someone tells me about these are the, these are like the the three things I never want to fucking hear. I never want to hear your a fucking story. recital of. I never want to hear a recital of your D and D story. Okay, never want to fucking hear it. Okay, I never want to hear about your fucking binding of Isaac run. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck how lucky you got. I don't give a shit how many fucking bosses you cleared with wh- however many fucking items. I don't fucking care. I don't give a shit. And the third one is, I don't want to hear a drinking story from you where the story's entire point is how much alcohol you had and then nothing happened. Just that you drank a lot. I don't care. Did you or, vomit or, or how much you or, or or weed is also tied into we, it. Yeah, too. weed or is other, also bad. Weed or other drugs. Yeah, I don't want to like, hear yeah, drug I just stories. smoked a lot and then I, I smoked a lot, then I sat on my couch. It's like, oh my god, dude. Fucking, you might as well tell me a you, you might as well tell me about a, an unsuccessful suicide attempt. It has the exact same amount of action, exact same outcome. I failed to do anything. <laughs> Fucking Christ, <laughs> dude! Fuck, fuck drinking and weed stories that are just like. If if your story isn't about how while drunk or high something interesting happened to you, I don't want to hear it. But Miles, can I hold on? That, that's 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 switch gears here. Let's switch gears here because we unfortunately we got twenty more minutes of this fucking show we need to fill. Uh, <laughs> this you know what? This episode proves that seventy minutes feels like two hours. Yes, <laughs> we proved our own point. I have never I have never felt recording time. Being longer, and I'm and I'm there having been, fun. No, there have been a couple episodes. There have been a couple episodes where I've looked at the clock and we're like well under. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm this like, has oh. been a fun episode for me. I don't know about you. I've been having fun, but oh, I'm having, I, like, I'm having, but I'm <laughs> definitely like, I'm definitely like, how is this not over yet? That's what this... that's what I hear when you tell me your fucking binding of Isaac story. How is this not over yet? But yeah, but that's the roguelike. The roguelike is your your interesting story of how long the run went and how it ended in a way that was usually your fault or sometimes luck based in a humorous way. Like Unless so, that, that's Hades, why it's so. Then gamey. you just have a good story. Then you just have like a good narrative. Yeah, um, which which is what characters. makes Hades really unique and interesting. Is that is that is it's a it's a roguelike where the story is the story, and you still yeah. have your roguelike stories. 
on top of a story that you're actually kind of enthusiastic about. It's very interesting. And they tie in the roguelike shit into the narrative super well. So everything's I love I love canonical death in video games. I love when games like are Returnal able to make that and, happen. Yeah, yeah, Dark Souls, Returnal, Rogue Legacy are all and Hades are all games that can are have canonical deaths. You could even even argue too to a much lesser extent, but even Mario has canonical deaths with the one up representing the physical manifestation of coming back. No, to life. No, Sam, you are stop. It. You are Sam, pushing it. Sam, stop. Because here, here's the thing: Mario Odyssey officially proves that that one ups and Mario's are just a decision. There's never been a scene where Mario dies and is revived by a one up narratively speaking cuz cuz that's just a convention of games. No. Yeah. The only yeah, the only game that does like kind of like <laughs> the game that or the only Mario game that does like um is canonize the deaths no it's uh it's super paper mario when he goes to the Oh underwear yeah, when you go to the underwear, yeah. Previous, he meets all his previous <laughs> his previous deaths what a great game of like where he falls in the it's like oh, i fell in the pit oh, i got fell in lava fucking great game great yeah. game Wish now, it was do we fun. do we want to count ocarina of time as a game with a canonical death because that's like the one with the timeline splits where if link dies as an adult no he, because no? the deaths it's the it's player deaths player the player deaths are are canonical like like for example, yeah, like technically speaking, die, that is the case though with with the with the timeline. But no, no. So in Ocarina of Time, only one death is canon. Link dying in one specific instance is canon. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought in it was if Link died anywhere in the story. Time, oh no! If yeah, like if so, for example, you play Ocarina of Time and you I and do. you die in the Fire Temple. And you reload your save. That's not a canonical temple. death. Okay. No, that's just it didn't happen. It's non-canon. It just it didn't happen like that. Run that shit back. Okay. Um, I I had always been under the impression that it was if you died at any point in the adventure. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, not in that case because no, with okay. the with the Zelda shit, it's like it, it's 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 like that one instance like this one death it, it changes the timeline but it doesn't it's it, it, the that death is not canon to your actual playthrough of the game okay that um, makes sense what's another game that like i'm trying to think of like another fucking game near automata does this D- oh yeah because because near's whole thing is you just you're just get the, the your your data gets put in another body right another yeah. tv body yeah um yeah, that that's also canonical, um, and yeah, it's something. It's just something cool. I just like when games are able to do that because it makes you feel more. It's just it's it is more immersive. It is like way more immersive by having like even death be a part of like the game experience. Um, well, I, the, I this is something I especially love in fucking Sekiro too because there are enemy there are like bosses later on like when you fight Owl and stuff who like when you die and resurrect they know you're gonna come back so like when you when you die it's like they'll say like one down or some shit like that and it's like oh my god this is awesome and they just know they fucking know you're gonna come back it's awesome it's so fucking good. God, man, what a great game. Um, 
Miles, I wanted to ask. I wanted to get your opinion on something. I wanted to get your take on something because I thought I thought I figure you might have like an interesting take or two on this because you're a writer and stuff. Uh, and this is some some I was talking about a bit um, with a couple of folks in our Discord, the Miku's Crackhouse Discord server. Link, Link in, in the, the description. description. Podcast and on pinned on your Twitter as well. And I was I was we were talking about. You know, Doki Doki Literature Club, the plus version, the DLC is coming out. The DLC for DDLC is uh, is out, the plus version or whatever. And and I was talking about how... Shouldn't it be called the DDLC DLC? Or should it be the <sighs> DLC DDLC? The DL- I, I said the DLC for DDLC, but it is DDLC's DLC. Okay. Um, I was talking about how, like, when that game... like. Like, DDLC, when it first came out, was, like, one of these games, one of these pieces of media that had this problem, where everybody was super fucking cagey about spoilers. And I made the point in the Discord, and this is how I want, and this is the opinion I wanted to see how you felt about. Caginess, people being cagey about spoilers, is a spoiler in and of itself. That's absolutely true. That means, absolutely true. Because that means that this piece of media has something to be spoiled and that is a spoiler knowing that there is something to be spoiled in a in when consuming a work is a not only a spoiler in my opinion a serious fucking spoiler no and that's 100 true fuck out of me and and it's gotten to the point where i'm it annoys the fuck out of me because i feel like kind of like great stories stories that do have like these like really great twists that are even beyond that twist too right get pigeonholed by that kind of shit and it i'm just finding annoying like like the most recent example i can think of this happening with like a new piece of media was like it when invincible came out like invincible perfect example of people online being really cagey about spoilers because on one hand and miles have you seen invincible no i know that the character dies at the end or something yeah, was, yeah. Basically, spoilers for Invincible. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's a fucking comic. Been out for fifteen fucking years. Go read it. Basically, uh, the Superman character in the comic book universe, who's the Superman like fill in, basically, uh, is revealed to be a bad dude, and he killed the Justice League equivalent. Um, and that's how the end of the first episode ends. And that's how they kind of. And that's how. And that's how they get. That's how they get you in. That's how they get you in. Um, but if people online, they're like recommending it, but they're being way too fucking cagey. And it's like so clear that like something is not what it seems with this show. And like DDLC was the same fucking thing. And there's so many fucking games and shit where like, that's the case. And, and I feel like it, it gets ruined every time. And I feel like you can only have a truly great non-spoilery experience with a piece of media. If you experience it, like the fucking second it comes out. So you now, don't have to hear about it from anybody. Now, the thing that was interesting to me about Doki Doki Literature Club is I played it a year late. I played it a year late, and I was mostly unspoiled. However, the spoilers that I received were that the game is really fucked up and really sad, and it fucks people up, and it's kind of scary. And yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, and I expected kind of a... Uh, I expected a horror twist, or I expected just very serious, very frank discussion of mental health. Uh... The what's interesting about the game is the lengths it is willing to go and where it goes. But even knowing that the game, to be fair, though, tells you at the fucking title screen that something's up. 
It says, hey, shit happens in this game. And you're like, what the fuck? Which is fair. You know, it's a, it's a trigger warning for a sensitive age. And I do have a lot of people who were aware of the trigger warning, played anyway, and then they were fucked up by it. Like, you know, so like, no one can be blamed. No one can be blamed for, for, for that. But I think there is a certain point where, where any spoiler, any at all, even someone telling you, oh my god, something really scary happens in the new Resident Evil, is like, well, I should hope it's Resident Evil. But like, when they say something really scary happens, you're playing the game and you're going, all right, well, where's the scary part? What happens? What's the scary part? And then you get to the scary part, and you might be like, oh, I guess that was the part, all right, it's all downhill from here, right? Whereas for me... Like that, some that happened, right? And and I got to yeah. the, the scary part, and I was like, "Oh wow, that actually was scary! Jesus, that was awesome, very cool." And like, but but I because I had no idea of the details of quote unquote the scary part. I didn't know when it was coming, and I could kind of sense. I could only kind of sense it, right? I could only kind of sense it, and then even then, because it's Resident Evil. You have an expectation, and whether or not that expectation is met in a more extreme way, or completely subverted, or you're wrong and it's not that scary at all, that's the interesting part of being quote-unquote spoiled, that there is a spoiler worth spoiling. But I, I think the worst part is when people are cagey about the nature of the spoiler, right? That's, that's, and that, Miles, is specifically what I'm referring to, are, like, people who are being really cagey about... The spoilers for the thing are inherently spoiling the thing. Yeah. By be by acting really like overly cautious about spoilers for shit. And it's and I'm just annoyed by it now. Because it's, 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 it's just such an interesting moment with like when someone tries not to spoil it. And and it's so funny when they won't spoil something. But they're spoiling it anyways. And then they'll insist that whatever they have spoiled is not a spoiler. That This is one of my favorite things, is when people say, oh, don't worry, it's not a spoiler. Because what they really mean is, it's not the biggest spoiler. There are other spoilers, but it's not the biggest one. Yeah. But, like, it, it is really funny, like, there are some times in which a spoiler... I don't give a shit. Like, someone once got mad that I quote-unquote spoiled that Fiora dies in the first fucking hour of a hundred-hour game called Xenoblade Chronicles. Which, That's, by the way, yeah. they show her death in the trailer. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna fucking tell you that this happens. And also, they say in the trailer, it's a story about revenge. And I'm like, great, someone dies. Like, but, but when, when you're mad about that, like, that's when you're like, that's when there is such a thing as spoiler culture. And that's when it went fucking too far. When like, we have just decided spoilers are like instantly invalidating of good media. Like if you're dude, spoiled, you might as well just not experience dude, it at I, all. I, dude, I actually like hate this. So here's it sucks. I'm like, I, 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 I am like, dude. Like, this is a huge problem for me. For me, finally, Miles. Finally, only took 60 fucking episodes for Sam Kingdom to bring an exclusive Sam Kingma prom that Miles can now fucking relate to. Because he doesn't listen to fucking podcasts. Yes! And I do. <laughs> and I do. And let me tell you, if you guys listen to fucking podcasts like this one every Friday at 2, um, except for you this guys, week. Except for this week, where we don't talk about spoilers. But, like, I listen to a lot of, like, game podcast specifically dude and like there are some shows where they are 
so fucking pussyfooty with the spoiler talk that I'm like, I can't listen to this because you guys are saying nothing. You guys are so focused on not spoiling anything that I don't even know why we're having a fucking conversation about this right now. I don't even know why we're having a fucking discussion about this. If you're trying to be like, if you're trying to avoid spoilers like this, like there's just like audiences need to know, like if you're going to listen to people talk about a product, expect some level of spoilers, expect some level of spoilers. Like if you want to make it, what sucks is that like this decision gets taken away from you, but like ideally it should be your choice. If you want to go into a product completely fucking blind the problem is in the digital age a lot of times spoilers are fucking force-fed to you kind of whether you want to see them or not and you have to make an extra effort now a days to be, to avoid being spoiled for stuff which is a shame but the, the ff7 reality. final boss was spoiled for me as was the kingdom hearts 3 secret boss and both of those pissed me the fuck off I was mad. Yeah, it, I was genuinely upset because both those are kind of surprises. Um, which, even knowing that they're surprises, is a fucking spoiler. Yes. That the the idea that they're gonna do something you don't necessarily expect is a fucking spoiler. Like, it's it's just it's just so fucking annoying because, like, dude, at this fucking point, you might as well just be like, don't even watch this. Don't even watch this unless you are ready to be spoiled. And 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 what's worse is what people don't consider a spoiler. Like, people will spoil game mechanics all day and all fucking night because we still don't oh, view games. Yeah, we still don't view games as, as an experience worth experiencing organically. If someone's like, yeah, eventually you get a grappling hook. I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't want to know that. I wanted to get the grappling hook and be excited that I get it. Now all I'm going to be thinking about is when do I get this fucking grappling hook? Grappling like, hook because yeah. people don't, st people still don't experience games as, as, as emergent things that you also can go into blind. Like it would, it would be like if I ruined a really great shot for you in a movie by showing you a screenshot. Like all the wonder would be taken away from this. And by the way, I'm responsible with this for Death Stranding all the time. My favorite shot in the game. I show it to everyone. But like. For me, I, I just, like, I don't want to be spoiled on the video game. I don't want to be spoiled on the level design. I don't want to be spoiled on what power-ups I get. I don't want any of that shit. And people are just like, no. Guess what? You get hover boots. It's like, fuck. I don't want to know I get hover boots. I don't want to know that shit. But, th but instead, people, even if it's, like, the most, like, fucking lame story like the fucking most bare bones basic story people will be like um uh so spoiler warning is that it's a revenge tale in which the guy's wife dies and i'm like great that's the first 10 minutes yeah, like I... you're you're worried about me discovering this shit i'm so i'm so annoyed i'm so annoyed by spoilers i'm so annoyed by 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 people's by people's people's obsession. own fear of spoilers yeah with people's phobia of spoilers um, I just, I, I, let's just, let's just end the stigma now, okay? Let's just end the stigma now, alright? Link dies in Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> You're shooting your shot right now? No, I don't think that's gonna happen. That would be kind of a bold swing. I wouldn't mind either, honestly, like, that would be kind of awesome, but, uh. There's zero percent. No, it's There's not happening. There's a 0% chance. There's a 0% chance. 
Samus dies at the end of Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread. See, that I could buy. I believe. That could that, that could happen. I could buy. Because I, they've already straight up said, this is it. As far as Metroid canon goes, yeah. there will not be a Metroid 6 unless the Souls too well. Here's the <laughs> which thing. It will I not, think, which it will not. I, here's the thing. I, th- I think if, the, if they are going to continue the Metroid story, it is going to be called Samus. It's going to be like, like just straight up, whatever. Like they're going to try. Because here's the thing: I think Metroid just is a bad title. I think Metroid is a bad title. I think it's it's not indicative of what these actual fucking games are about. Everyone knows Samus more than they know Metroid, right? Yeah. So I, I think what they might be doing is like this is the last Metroid game, and the next game is just about Samus, and it's going to be titled Samus, like whatever. They're going to find something clever about it. Because that's what Metroid fucking needs right now, is a fucking rebrand that people can understand. What the fuck is a Metroid? There's not been a Metroid in these games <laughs> since 1994. Like You are right. You are right, though. Like Because it's always like, it don't it's always like there's a they brand new matter. kind of Metroid. It's not really a Metroid. Metroid. Spoilers for Super Metroid. There is a Super Metroid. <laughs> That was the last time any of these titles... Metroid Fusion is, like, really on the nose because it's she's fusing with a Metroid. With a Metroid, yeah. And in Metroid Dread, she's dreading the robots. Who maybe have Metroids in them. We have to play the game and find out. That would be um, interesting. See, it's... It, their, their fucking title is Emmy. E-M-M-I. One of those M's could be Metroid. It... it we know... Electromagnetic we know it. Mag- Metroid, Metroid Incubator. <laughs> See, see, I want that to be the case, but they revealed the the, the initials, and it's not that. Or the actual. What is it? It's not. It, oh, oh, it's 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 it, it's not that. Okay. I, well, I'm glad I, you I, know that. I saw it. I saw it, and it, it is not Metroid. One of the M's is unfortunately not Metroid. Why? Why oh. doesn't Nintendo just hire this man? All right, I can use Unreal Engine. Yeah, we, yeah, Unreal Engine, in which Metroid Five is totally being developed in. Metroid Dread, Sam. Metroid Dread. Please use the no, proper con- title. No. no, I'm gonna continue calling it Metroid Five. Just like how I'm gonna re- keep throwing the Super Metroid as Metroid for three. Metroid, Metroid three, three. Super Metroid. Three, Super Metroid. The I kind of love. I love. Kind of love calling it Metroid Three Super Metroid. Yeah, that's that's and fun. Then Metroid and then Metroid Four Metroid Fusion. <laughs> Metroid Zero. Metroid Zero Mission. Zero Mission. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking damn it. Anyways, uh, if you want to be spoiled. The weirdest titles. They like, do. You ever oh think about God. that? Like, like, think about like for a second. Like, really think about Halo for a second. Halo is named after the location. <laughs> It's true, and the, and by the way, they don't go back to the Halo ever again. They as don't, far as I can yeah, tell. yeah. They, I mean, they go to it like Halo Infinite takes place on a different Halo, on a separate different Halo. Also, like Metal Gear Solid, is there has not been a Metal a Gear. There There's is not been no. A- first of all, there is no Metal Gear Solid. Let's make that clear. Met- there is no Metal Gear Solid, and not to mention there hasn't been a Metal Gear. In, like, three of these games. <laughs> like, yeah, five doesn't have one. Uh, five three technically one. has one in Sahelanthropus. But that's not a Metal Gear. Do they classify it as a Metal Gear in the game? Yeah, it's classified as Metal Gear. A Metal Gear is a bipedal 
nuke launching robot. As long as okay. it stands on two legs and has nuclear capabilities, it is a Metal Gear. Okay. So the Metal I don't Gear think is the three. Shagohod is not a Metal Gear. Yeah. Okay. And that's like because it's a tank. It's not a. It's yeah. Like a... Shagohod is not a Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid okay. Four also does not have a Metal Gear. Yeah, it just has the the Moo guys. <laughs> the... Well, you can fight metal. You fight two Metal Gears, but neither of them are nuclear armed, and neither of them are new Metal Gears. So it doesn't really yeah. count. Yeah, like the Rex and Ray come back. Yeah, the Rex um, and Ray fight. They're recycled Metal Gears. And then I think there's one other game that doesn't have a Metal Gear in it. It might be Ghost Babble, but I I can't recall. Like Doom. Doom. What the fu- like what the fuck? <laughs> Blood. Blood. <laughs> like Man, at I, least I've... Dusk. At least Dusk takes place mostly at night. <laughs> Great, great title, by the way. Dusk. Dusk. See, okay, I'm looking. I'm looking at my shelf here. I'm gonna just gonna read some of these off, and some of these are most of these are Xbox games. Okay, Sonic Generations makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Sonic named after the main character. Mario named after the main character. Dark Souls. There is a Dark Soul. It's a thing yes. in that game. Yes. And it refers to the multiple souls, aka the players and the cursed inhabitants. The of humanity. The, world. the the Dark Soul is the humanity souls. Yes. Uh, Persona 4 Arena, which is, like, very Japanese. Persona's one of those weird ones. Persona's a weird one because it's the name, technically, of the creatures that you capture. It is like Pokemon. It's, it's It's like, it's the name of the creatures you capture. But the creatures already exist in another series. And yeah. and this series with the creatures is also a high school simulator. <laughs> like what you get from the te- this name Shin Megami Tensei Persona Three Fes. Yeah, makes sense to me. Now uh, Soul Caliber, and this is a Soul Caliber is fun because Soul Caliber is the name of one of the two swords, but the major sword is Soul Edge. Which only got one game. Only that bastard only got one game. Now we also have Dirt 2. Oh, Dirt. Dirt. The game takes place in like, because it's a, because it's a, a, it's a Ridge Racing game. game. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a rally game. It's a rally game. Rally game. Um, Yeah. Mass Effect 2. Yeah, I mean, is it, the Mass Effect is an event that happens in the game, right? I don't know. I, I didn't play that garbage. What the fuck do you think? What do you think? I'm a fucking Westaboo? You think I, I, what do you think? Do you think I'm trans, Sam? I mean, you own the game. You own um, Mass Effect 2. Oh, I'm mad, dude. I'm mad about why I own Mass Effect, dude. I'm why? mad. Oh, no. trans. It's not a trans. Well, it's a non-binary game. Let's be very specific about this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um... That I don't know who likes these fucking games. I think I think everyone I know who likes them is non-binary. So that's that's just a me thing. That's not a that's not a stat. Um. Anyways, Mass Effect. I got it because my friend bought a Wii U and he said, "Hey, I want to borrow some of your Wii U games, but I want to trade you for them." So that like while I'm playing these, you're playing some. So he's like, "Great. I want Pikmin three. I want the Wonderful One Hundred One. I want Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, and I wow, will trade the you Father, all three. Son, and the Holy Spirit, right there. And I will trade you all three Mass Effect games. And I was like, Ooh. sick. Can't wait to get my games back. Never got them back. Yeah, I don't fucking own Pikmin Three. 
Wonderful 101 or Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. You I don't know, know, the not- worst part about that is, like, those games today on Wii U are all worth, like, $150, probably, between the three of them. Yeah. And the Mass Effects you own are worth, like, 20 yeah, no, I got because fucked. Because the definitive edition's out for 60 so... I got fucking railed. I actually got fucking scammed. Dude, I'm just what? looking at my shelf and seeing all the bad Sonic games I own. That depresses me. All the... No, you don't own any good Sonic games? I own Sonic Unleashed. I like That's, that one. Yeah, I like, I like that That's one. That's a good game. Yeah. Bioshock Infinite. I own that. I want to play Guilty Gear. Can we, can we end the show? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> if you want to be spoiled show. next week, uh, you should yeah, check out. If you want to be spoiled on last week's show, uh, you should uh, you should check out our Discord and Twitter. Link in the descriptions for both of those. At Miku's Crackhouse is our Twitter. Sam wants to play Guilty Gear. I want to take a nap. Goodbye, everyone. That is bullshit blazing. Still, my heart is blazing. If the words kill me, I don't need a new world order. You still no. Was that snow halation? No, it was not. Unfortunately, it was not. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Salem though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big So please can you just give me head please just get on your knees bitch I'll beat up that ass like my name is Bruce Lee and I'll eat up that pussy like I'm Connick Key Ay. Asian people driving are they even trying I be buying all this hentai so I jerk it I'm not lying now I'm sighing cause I want Hatsune Miku now I'm crying when I fuck anime bitches I'll be moaning and be whining Ay. Thick thighs look sexy even when especially she decides to wear her dress Ooh nozzles on my neck now we laying on the bed Man I love my body pillow especially giving head you know what's next Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five <laughs>